podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds That Podcast. I'm here with Andy. All right, Paul, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. And we're going to have a little chinwag and catch up on what's been going on in the world of Leeds United in the last couple of weeks. It's been a bit bloody busy, hasn't it, Paul? There, there hasn't been a great deal going on. People are kind of on the, like, getting a bit kind of antsy. I saw someone today saying that they wish that we'd even announced something to do with parking outside the ground. They just want something announced in. But I suppose when you look back, there's been quite a few things. On Thursday... The fixtures came out. It were good, that, wasn't it? Did it feel real for you when you when you saw that? Oh, yeah, very much so. I think Gary Lineker was a bit harsh when he said, the fixtures have come out and here's a shock. Everybody plays everybody home and away. It's like, come on, Gary. Yeah, but he's he's lost a bit of romance. He's not been absent for 16 years, has he? When no, you're working on match of the day, you're there every bloody year, aren't you? So what what did you look for, Andy? What What, what caught your eye? What were you hoping to see when it came out? The obvious one was looking for when we were playing the scum. I think it's a nice little gift that we've got them just before Christmas. Not that I'm holding out loads of hope. I'm not being pessimistic about anything, but I, I just still need to see a bit more action. But the, the way I've been reviewing everything is that Bielsa just turns everything to gold, doesn't he? So I think we could put 11 and me out and still a good chance of winning the title next season. Fair enough. I'm in a chat group with a lad who is getting married on the 19th of December. Are you um, no longer friends? Well, I'm not invited anyway. So uh, he said his wife was wife to be was furious with him, as if it's somehow his fault. A couple of people go, "No, it'd be all right. It'd be on the Sunday." Like, nah. So I said, "What time's the service?" He said, "Twelve o'clock." I'm like, "Yeah, twelve o'clock on a Saturday for Leeds Man United seems to have a bit of a ring to it, to be honest." In your birthday on twentieth. Yep. So I equally, I think it could go to the to the Sunday lunchtime to my birthday, uh, which would be best result for him, wouldn't it? But I think that lad's um, think he's gonna be uh, missing his wedding for the game. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, you'd just rearrange, wouldn't you? You'd try and organise a global pandemic or something, wouldn't you, to get in the way or something? You know what I mean? So we've got Liverpool at Anfield first up. How do you feel about that? I think there's some people probably a bit disappointed that there's a ground there that they were looking forward to going to and we've uh, been robbed of it. My, my main thing is, I, I, I said before the fixtures came out, and I'll say it again for record, I think we'll do all right. I think we'll probably finish mid-table, round 12th. I think we'll do all right. But I can still see us getting about three or four absolutely arsehole And I think that that's one of them. And I think it'll be very disheartening if it's the first game of the season. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we, uh, uh, but I, I hope I'm wrong about us getting a few absolute going overs because I think we could hold us own. As I say, we need to shore up a little bit and get a few, uh, few more positions filled. I just can see us getting dicked by Liverpool. Do you not think it's a, is it a free hit? It is and it isn't because no one expects us to get anything. It's arguably eight nil to them or one nil to us, isn't it? Stats was cheery. He said they haven't lost at home in 59 games. Yeah, well, there you go, innit? So we'll yeah. be amongst good company. It's just, uh, yeah, you can say free it, but I think your first game of the season, after being out for so long, uh, 16 years, it's, you, you need a decent result in something positive. I was hoping we would have got a nice, easy fix to start with, but never works like that, does it? Well, I based this off... off- like fake logic because I thought that because Norwich played them last 
year we'd played them this year, but they didn't win the league last year. So I don't know what made me think that. So I, I got the right game, but based on the wrong reasons. Um, what else did you look for? Boxing Day, Burnley at home. Yeah, I looked for that. That's West Brom. At, West Brom at home, last game of the season. And that's a big game, isn't it? That could be a who's going to finish eleventh game. That could it? No, I'm only joking. Um, it, it, it realistically, it could be a bottom of the table ding dong. That could it? What's that run that we've got in April? It goes the Sheffield United. Then is it Man City, Man United, Liverpool in a row or something like that? Something absolutely vile, isn't it? I guess that's the way it goes, isn't it? I guess the, part of it is that it's great that we're going to be able to be in the stadium for for a run of games that are big fixtures. Hopefully, all being well. But also, then you go back to what Gary Lineker said, and everyone's got to play each other twice, haven't they? It's funny how it it gets to you because by the end of it, you've just played everybody twice. It's all <laughs> psychological, isn't it? It's all in your head. I just hope that the Leeds players are more confident than I am. It was great when the fixtures came out, though, because you're in and amongst it, and it's just been—it's been so long. It almost made it feel a bit more real, didn't it? Yeah, very much so. It's like when Fulham got uh, got promoted, then they announced the twenty teams in the Premier League, and you just look down, you're in that table, your badges on that website. It was just a thing of beauty, wasn't it? But for Fulham and West Brom, that's been far, far more recent than it has for us. Oh yeah, it's just exciting. Very exciting. Guess the big talking point is transfers. Before we got to transfers, how beautiful is the new kit? <laughs> you want to do the new kit instead of transfers? Oh, transfers is going to be the big meaty bit, isn't it? That new kit, I think, links in with the new fixtures. You've got that Premier League badge on the arm, haven't you? Have you ordered it? Not yet. I've, uh, I've been looking at all of the merch, so we're getting a bit giddy. I found the website incredibly frustrating. It wouldn't let me change my address. It eventually let me remove the address because our our website works that you've got one account for LUTV, you've got one account for ticketing and you've got a different account for, for the shop. So despite the fact that they've got my right address for the other two, I had to ring up at a premium rate number. Oh, here we go, here we go. Beautiful new kit and you found something to moan about. No, I'm not. I'm just saying it's a shame that... The, that I'll, I'll spin it into a positive. The amount of traffic we must have had on that website that it couldn't cope with it on that day meant that people had to ring the phone lines. So I've ordered mine. Looking forward to that coming. Used my £50 discount from my season ticket, so it cost me uh, £13.50. Hang on, you've got your voucher back. Right, so this might be newsworthy. If you order something off the shop, it allows you to enter your season ticket number and then you could take your discount off it. They haven't announced that, but that's the one way that you can do it. I am going to go straight on the shop after this. It means if I get... If they are, they won't have your right address, though. So good luck with that. Wait till you rig them on Monday morning on the premium rate number. 0871, good luck. Anyways. Then I'll be complaining. I loved the video that they released. Why they get Jim White in it? I don't know why they picked the people they did, but the overall message, the look and feel was brilliant. It just got you, got you going, didn't it? It got me going anyway. Oh, it got, yeah, it was brilliant. And then if, uh, I just slight tangent from that. Have you seen the the Paddy Power one with the uh, <laughs> yeah. Highgate Volume Two? Dorigo, Dean, and Strachan. Yeah, brilliant quality. If you've not seen that, go check out the Paddy Power socials. It's brilliant. So do you like the kit? Yeah, mate. Uh, some people have said uh, that it's a bit lazy because it just looks like a standard Adidas template. But 
I would have bitten your arm off for that standard Adidas template, just in all white with the Leeds United badge on. I think the badge could be a bit more yellow. I think there could be a little bit more yellow on the arms with stripes. But other than that, mate, it's a Leeds United shirt made by Adidas with a Premier League badge on it. Yep, that's uh, made me grin. What do you reckon the away kit's going to be? And a third kit? Well, haven't they copied our, our old branding with the old blue and green by all accounts? Yeah, they must have looked at leeds.com and uh, thought, them boys have got it sussed. We'll go with that. Them lads knows. But then also, I, I, I was listening to some stuff with Angus Kinnear. Um, what, was it Square Ball? I think it was, wasn't it? He had a, Angus Kinnear spoke to Square Ball and he, he said basically that the pink and grey shirt, away shirt this year, had caused so much controversy. He got loads of letters of complaints about it, but it's the highest selling shirt in the club's history ever. Right. And then he also basically said, purists have got a place. We can get them with their, their normal home shirt and an okay-ish away shirt. But then after that, let's go loose is essentially, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and sell something that's going to sell. And by the sounds of it, this is burgundy shirt potentially, isn't it? Right. And I'm going to eventually need an adjudicator with this because uh, I have a is actually 16 year old bet with Matt that Leeds will play in red in my lifetime and he's like it's easy to say this because he's not here to defend himself but he's denied me it when it's been on logos and he's denied me it when the keeper's shirt was a vague shade of he said it was orange but I thought from a certain squint it looked a bit red would burgundy or maroon Class is red. I'm going. We're going to need an independent adjudicator because I don't think he's going to straight up go for it. Oh well, yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's red. So if that gets announced, I'll have to take the money off him. There's nothing else you can do. It's like shirts, yellow ones was like mustard. Or oh, that away shirt was grey and salmon. Incorrect. It's grey and pink. If it's burgundy, sadly, it's red. And I hope it's not. But as he said, if it's going to sell. And put loads of money into the club, then oh, it's a business, isn't it? It's depressing. I, I, I can understand why the the black and pink or grey and pink shirts sold in big numbers, but I think they're like they're really pushing it if they do a red one. You know, buy a ticket and all of that. We'll see, won't we? They'll sell enough for the other two. Who do you want to see wearing the shirt then? Cock. A bit harsh, that mate. I've not said anything wrong there. So the Ben White. Transfer saga, as it stands, at the point of talking, sort of unofficially, officially, we've had three bids rejected, up to £25 million, plus with add-ons. Uh, ben White's resumed training, and there have been pictures of that. Some people analysing his face to determine whether or not he looks happy with what's going on. There's a big question whether or not a, pl- a player who would become the highest ever transfer fee for a player that's not played in the Premier League, as in coming from a lower level, um, is going to be worth it. Is he worth it to us? Would he be worth that much to anybody else? At 25 million? Yeah. It's a bargain. So what's the figure you'd go to if we're uh, playing imaginary? Uh... So if if it's Ben White for 25 million or Cock for, Cock for 10, plus you've got 15 million left to go in for other players to, to complement the squad, where do you draw the line? That's really tricky. It's a great question. Now, obviously, none of us have seen, well, the majority of us have not seen Robin Cock play before. 
And as I alluded to earlier, I think Bielsa, as we've seen, can turn anybody into a fantastic player. If they've got the they've got the right attributes and a bit of ability, he can do wonders with them. So I've got no doubt he could do that. But with Ben White, we've already seen that he can do it for Leeds in that system and his Rolls-Royce. And he's, he's outstanding, isn't he? he it, for me, he'll, he'll play for England and be one of the best defenders going. I know he's not played in the Premier League yet, consistently. Has he played at all in the Premier League, actually? He's not, has he? No, never. But you've seen how he's played uh, for Leeds in the Championship. You've seen what he can do, and he knows the system. I'd, I'd, oh, how much would I pay for him? It's hypothetical, because I've not got a bloody 2P to scratch my ass with at the minute. It is hypothetical. That's the, that's the question, isn't it? Where, where do you draw the line? 40? 30? 35? See, the, these numbers are inherently disgusting anyway, aren't they? Because 25 million quid's ridiculous as you go. Well, it's but, it's our uh, record signing by some way. I know I said it's a bargain, but I think I think I would stop at 25. So you're done with it now? Just because, uh, maybe with some add-ons, give them a big hefty old sell-on fee, or maybe, well, I don't want to see if I've sold... <laughs> Or maybe put on what he captains England in a World Cup final, give an extra 10 million quid or whatever. But he just knows the system is very, very good, isn't he? But as we've said, he's not played in the Premier League. Yeah, I think he's worth I think he's worth more to us than he is to other clubs due to that lack of risk and the immediate integration that he has with that squad. Therefore, I, I completely understand Brighton's position. Um when you know that you've got a club who are that desperate. You could continue to do that. And if they don't make the sale for stupid money, then they've retained an asset that they know that they can hopefully turn into a brilliant player for them or sell on for an even bigger amount of money than they, they would get from us this year. So I do think they hold all the cards um, unless Ben White really, really doesn't want to play for them. So... I just hope it doesn't end up further down the line going to Scum or Man City or someone like that. Just don't want to see him get ruined or help a team that we despise. Well, we're at the next level of that now, aren't we? Whereby before our own players would go on and play for someone in the Premier League, um, like Lewis Cook going to Bournemouth, for example. And now we're at a level whereby we want them to come and play for us. But if they play for us and do well, then they're looking at that top four, top six kind of level. And we've got to reach that level in order to stop that from from being a thing anymore. But even when we thought we were top sort of three, four club, you've still got that chance of the top couple of clubs or the top European clubs sniffing around. It's just, it's just football. It's how it works. Cyclical, some might say. I may have mentioned that before, but we're, we're working at a higher cycle now. We've looped into that top part of it. Who have we signed? We've signed players that we already had, plus some players for under-23s, I think it's fair to say, isn't it? I think Melier is going to be a brilliant piece of business. Notice how I say his name correct now. Thanks, Bryn. That's impressive. Merci. Jack Harrison thing confused me. Why, how come we didn't end up buying him? Is it right that because of COVID, the loan agreement went over, so it's gone up by £2 million and we've got him for a loan now? Is that right? Yeah, it was actually... Essentially, a clever bit of business whereby you defer that that payment for another year. The amount goes up, but it frees up some further figure amount of money that you're able to use this year, right? That we wouldn't have other been able to had. So we've signed Cody Drama from uh, from Fulham, 
and Joe Gelder from Wigan, who I assume we know very little about. How much research have you gone on to do about that? I've looked at, I've looked into Gelder quite a bit. I don't know much about uh, drama, not gonna lie. Um, this Joe Gelder, Geldhart, whatever you want to call him. That's how much research I've done, can you tell? Uh, but watching his highlights and stuff and reading up on him, everyone's saying he's the next English wonder kid. You uh, stopped yourself from saying Rain Wooney then, didn't you? No. He's the next Wooney. Absolutely not, mate. I'm not going to say that horrible word on here. But yeah, he's, he's meant to be absolutely outstanding, isn't he? He's a... He's built a bit stocky like that fellow you mentioned. A, a little word for Costa. I think a lot of people at certain points in the last season were saying that the amount that we were going to have to pay for him was was a bit obscene. But he's come good, hasn't he? Yeah, and there's obviously a lot of uh, direct correlations between him and Harrison and how Harrison performed in his first season, then how, how he got going. And then if you look at Costa, when he got used to the system, towards the back end of last season, he looked like a very handy player. Very handy indeed. And that's only going to hopefully improve as we go into the Premier League. We've been linked with a 29-year-old Valencia forward, Rodrigo. <laughs> can you imagine that? Well, can you imagine that? Is is that the kind of name that's going to fit in with the uh, the bit that you said before about the Bielsa attributes and the uh, work rate and everything like that? Is Oh, is definitely. He's he got some engine on him. He's fast, he's strong, he can score goals. He works very, very hard as well. So... I, I'm excited by that, but I, it just seems a bit bonkers that, with no disrespect to the players I'm going to mention now, yeah, on one breath, you're talking outside of the elite from the Championship and looking at people like Watkins and that, and then you're looking at a current Spain international who scores for fun, and I think unless Valencia are in a lot of financial trouble like they are, it could be a 50 million quid player. It's like, what do you believe? How far do you go with stuff? Where are we looking and what are we doing? This is the thing that's blagging made about this transfer window is that we seem to be linked to every man and his dog. So Valencia, who we played in a Champions League semi-final, are now in financial difficulties for chasing a Champions League dream just as we come back to the Premier League. Hmm. Interesting, that. Yeah. We've also been linked, and this one is is hard fact because Stevie Gerrard decided to uh, come out and talk about it in the press. He says they've rejected a bid for Ryan Kent and uh, that Leeds are going to have to have a real think about it if they want to go back to them. Why does every other club get to sign players but we just get them rejected all the time? It's it's funny that, isn't it? Because last season we couldn't afford them. So they're like, oh, uh, now we can afford them. We're still getting rejected, aren't we? Do you want Ryan Kent? It's a tricky one because I'd have probably said I want a higher calibre of player now in the Premier League. I, I look at him compared to the options we've already got and don't see too much difference. Uh, I think arguably what we've got is already better. Uh, I'd like to be proven wrong if we do get him. If Bielsa's wanted him for this long and he's seen something, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He's the man. He'll, he'll turn him into a fantastic player, you'd think, wouldn't he? Gerard says that Ryan Kent's focused on the game tomorrow, but if you're Ryan Kent and you're playing for Rangers, take take your Leeds hat off for a second. You're playing for the second best team in Scottish football. Or oh, third at the minute, Aberdeen are all right, when they've not got COVID. And you've got a chance to come and play in the Premier League for Leeds United. Take your Leeds hat off. Does that interest grab you? What's the, like, what's the parallels? Where do we lie in comparison to Rangers at the moment? Well, you've got a pub league and you've got the Premier League, haven't you? So you're all over it. 
you're jumping at the chance, you're getting in the car, you're getting straight down the M6 and uh, along the M62. Yeah. So, Rangers are one of the most, well, they call themselves the most successful club in world football, don't they, from what they've won all these things, all these Scottish titles. But actually, there's a club, I think, is it an Egyptian club or something? It was one more. One of the clubs won three or four more trophies. But they, they'd argue, saying, oh, we're the most decorated club in the world, blah, 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 blah. But that's like me being the most decorated bloke in this living room. Well done. Thanks, mate. So I think if you've got the option to play in the Premier League or the Scottish League, you go in there. It's, this is no disrespect to Rangers. I know I'm sound like I'm slagging them off big style here. It's just the fact that there's not as much competition there, is there? It's like when we were in the Championship and we're saying, oh, we've got the best defence in the top, out of the top five leagues in Europe, blah, 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 and all that. But we're coming up against some rubbish teams compared to what they are, some not as good opposition. So you're always going to do better when you're not facing better opposition, aren't you? So we've been linked with our centre-half slash centre-halves. No further movement with goalkeepers, no discussion on midfielders and then forwards in a variety of positions. Do you think that we'll, we'll end up with? Well, all you've not mentioned, there's a goalkeeper, haven't you? Well, we haven't been linked with a direct central midfielder, that kind of area, or yeah, a goalkeeper. Nathan Nandes is a player. He's a Uruguayan international. Well, who do you, where do you think we need players, Andy? I think we need, obviously, we need a centre-half. I'd argue saying that we need two with Barani being injured. I thought Sturridge came good at end of the season, but again, he, he played in the in the Phillips role, if you like, for a few games, didn't he? But you also don't know what he's going to be like in the Premier League. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a couple of good games towards the end, but a nightmare against Cardiff, didn't he, in that game? I think obviously we need a striker. Uh, everyone's aware of that. I think even Bamford would say that, because if he does, I imagine he will start at least the first couple of games. Um, I think he's probably earned that right, playing the way he does in the system, but we do need more goals and more clinical finishing in the Premier League. There's no doubt about that, is there? No. We haven't actually got a manager, technically. Ah, you say that. I saw him earlier, and he had the... Uh, he was walking around with a bit in his, in his training gear with Adidas and Clipper all over it. He's he's come out and said he's just going to keep doing training until the right time to do the paperwork. So I think he's just focused on the job. I don't think there's I, any worries about him. I really admire that, but I've discussed it with non-Leeds friends and they're like, that's ridiculous. The most important thing must be his signature. I just think a lot of people don't get him. Like no. I think I think a lot of people are going to be exposed to the world of Bielsa this year and they're going to get this glimpse of this magic. Well, that's the only thing that makes me think we're not going to get an arsehole in off Liverpool. That he's been dreaming of this game and how he's going to do it. He's played it through in his head hundred times on it. He's leaving nothing to chance. Tell you what, sitting down and having a chat with you like this, because, you know, we've all been on, on our little holidays and breaks and the James and Matt are still away with, with one thing or another, but sitting down and having a chat again about the upcoming season. And it's like, what is it? Three weeks away from when we're chatting now. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. We're playing Liverpool in three weeks. Yeah. Mate, just, just as we're recording this, we're both sat here in our lounges watching the Europa League final and the season starts in three weeks. Yeah. That's mad. That's mad. It's absolutely bonkers. 
And Joe else is bonkers as well. I don't see why we can't be looking at some of the players playing in this game. I think now we're back in the Premier League and we are Leeds United. We should be looking at these big name players. But as I said, it just doesn't quite go with what we were saying. If we're looking at the uh, creme de la creme of the championship, then we're getting linked to all these worldies. Right, so just give me a little summary then of what needs to happen in the next three weeks before we come back with season two of the Leeds That Podcast. Bielsa finally signed properly. Take, not, definitely. Not have a red third shirt. Yep, that would cause a meltdown. Hopefully, I'd like to see five first-team additions added, but five. we've also got to remember as well that the transfer window shuts at some point in October, doesn't it? So there's no point getting too carried away and rushing stuff. And we also need to remember that Bielsa likes to bed players in for a few weeks first, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, so they ain't playing until January, even if we sign them now. <laughs> Unless it's Ben White, nobody's getting in. Yeah, I think we need five. I think we need a keeper, one or two defenders, a number 10, and a striker. Anything else? No, that'll do for me. I'd like some uh, clarity on what's going to happen with my season ticket as well. Well, as soon as we get back into... Ah, oh, yeah... I was they're going to they're gonna have to announce something because um, I was reading earlier. Is anybody else? It was actually Matt was saying this on uh, on Wacko. So I, I was re- reading uh, that the Premier League have said that individual clubs aren't going to be able to do what we did with the AFL last year, where we were offered a series of packages. So unless we are unless we are picked as the TV fixture, or they actually pick. Or, the, or they find a way of showing all the games again, then we're going to miss games. Well, we're um, not. We're not, though, are we? But the home games that we miss, whether they're picked for TV or not, there will need we've, to be some kind of package. It, yeah. from, we've paid for That's going to need to be addressed before the season starts. So along with the five first-team players, not a maroon kit, Bielsa signing, there's going to have to be some word from the club on the intentions for the season ticket. And do you think that's just about all the business? Probably. Yeah. There'll be a way kit. So now what we've... Forgotten as well. What have we forgotten? Back in the flipping EFL trophy, aren't we? Oh yeah, that's a good one. What was the what's the what's the group? Barrow, Morecambe, uh, something like that. Accrington Stanley, Barrow, and Fl- somebody else. Somebody else in the northwest, wasn't it? That's how seriously we're taking it. Have a quick look, Paul. I'll have a quick look. But that's a good chance for some silverware, isn't it? When the Tim Pot trophy. But you've got to think as well that we'll be going there. And we'll probably, if we get into the grounds, we'll be selling those games out in the weigh-ins, won't we? Oh, the FL Cup's the League Cup, so it's not that, is it? What's it actually called? Well, it used to be the old Johnson Paints Trophy, did it? What's it called now? Football League Shield, I don't know. Oh, did I say the EFL Cup? Yeah. I will win that as well. But that's my whole point, is that those trophies that seem so far away... The, last... the EFL Trophy. That's what I said, isn't it? No... Maybe. Anyway, beside the point, we could win the League Cup or the FA Cup next year, I believe. They seem so I know that's f- one of your ambitions. It seems so f- unobtainable for us 16 years, but now the people who are the, the big rivals for it are people in the same league, aren't they? But Law of Leeds, that means we're getting knocked out by Burton or something, doesn't it? So it's a group. You have one fixture against each. We are in Group G, which is Accrington Stanley, Barrow, Blackpool. And Leeds United under 21s. Go on, the under 21s. I think they've got a good shout. You're only allowed to have two over 23s that have had 40 plus first team appearances. There's some weird rules that basically means Adam Farshaw is going to play uh, on his return from 
from injury. It's that kind of cup that could be good for getting him minutes in. He'll romp that cup, mate. See what you did there. Do you know, since I reckon if this pandemic hadn't of it, I reckon romp had a good chance of being word of the year at the end of the year because it's been used so many times. He's brought it into the uh, modern vocabulary. It's everybody's using it. Who do you want to see a side? Oh, in an ideal world, just based on what I've seen, I would like us to sign that Spanish international. Rodrigo. Mr. Rodrigo. I would like us to sign... Ideally, I still want Ben White, but if, if the numbers make it right so that we can get somebody like Rodrigo alongside Koch, whereas otherwise we're looking at Ben White and, I don't know, Joe Bloggs, then it's it's a balancing act. You've got... Have you seen the links to that Leon Bailey? I have seen that as well. That's dangerous, isn't it? Well, do you know, I've I've really not had my eye on a lot of these players in European leagues and other bits. Would be, I've been so focused. I've like, and I'm going to definitely, obviously, lose interest in the championship and stuff from from now on. But I don't know enough about a lot of these players that we've been linked with because it's not been where our focus has been for so so long. Give that Leon Bailey. He's a FIFA legend, isn't he? FIFA legend. I've seen people pulling up people's cards and checking the stats. And oh, that kind of thing. no, have they? Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I think that's probably us, isn't it? That is us. I'll just say um, thank you for listening throughout this season. Um, we're making preparations to come back with a few tweaks and changes, a remodel, a rebranding for the exciting... If we need to go to the Premier League, we might as well be Premier League ourselves, aren't we? Does that mean I'm getting subbed off? Am I getting sold? No. Am I getting transferred no. to Barnsley, to Brazil? No, you're like the Bamford. You know the system. So whilst people might not rate you fully, I've got to keep you. Join us next time. <laughs> That's not even true. I think people would probably say you're the Calvin Phillips of this podcast. Indispensable. Calvin Phillips got a drinking problem. <laughs> uh, Cooper said he didn't want to see another bottle of Stella in his life, didn't he? So, uh, But yeah, we'll, we will see you shortly. We've got plenty of exciting guests lined up, more competitions. It's just an incredible time to be a Leeds fan. Sports Social Podcast Network.